Welcome to the More Than More podcast, where we discuss building meaningful, impactful businesses, careers, and lives through real estate. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome back to the new studio. Back. This thing's nice. Got this fancy wall, this furniture. If people could see how crammed everyone was for the, <laughs> yeah. that first year of recordings. Ones. Yes. Yeah, no, this is nice. Four people in that little room wasn't, uh, didn't really work. So yeah, welcome to the new studio. Um, yeah. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Yeah. We survived the blizzard yesterday. Yep. Well, for anyone that doesn't know, you don't need much of an introduction, I think, at least to our people, but I'm with Ethan Hochul of the, do I, do I say, of the Ethan, of the Hochul real estate team. Yeah, you can say that. that You're works. not just of it, yeah. you happen to be the leader I of the Hochul am, yes. real estate team. That's what they say anyway. Um, well, I think just, I'd like to just jump right into it this morning. I I was excited to just chat with you really kind of casually, just sort of curious about What's on your mind? What's going on? What your team's focusing on right now? Got a couple questions about video and stuff that you're working on because, man, everywhere I go, I'm seeing you. And <laughs> That's I'm, the goal. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, just a lot of insightful content that you're putting out in front of people. And so love to pick your brain on that. But Awesome. Why don't we just start with uh, how's, how's, where are we at? Mid-February. How's 2023 kicking off? Uh, it's good. It's busier than honestly I probably would have anticipated, which is good. Um, well, the first, I'd say January was really busy activity-wise. I feel like February, the first couple of weeks have been a little bit slower. Um, but no, a lot of activity, a lot of calls, a lot of uh, appointments, listing appointments. Um, our team is, we're really pushing them to just conversations, conversations, conversations. So trying really hard just to get in the path of business, which we'll talk about more here later on. We'll just go there right away. Okay. Um, <clears throat> you you guys have been killing the sales contest. I mean, I've seen your your whole team, really. Your numbers have been remarkable. And um, you've been yeah. pushing them towards that? Or tell, tell me about that. Yeah, so <clears throat> I just, I don't like to lose. Um, so <laughs> my goal was to get all six of our team members in the top 10. I don't think we're there right now. But uh, no, we have some Agents on our team who are absolutely killing it or taking it to heart to really push through that. Uh, I'm a big activities-based person as well, um, which is why I like the contest. Um, so being able to push them in a direction and it just it's, e- it's an easy tracking system, right? When we have the sheet and we know here's your activities and literally check mark them off, you know what to do and you really have no excuse of not knowing what to do. And... Then a lot of market reports, a lot of getting numbers in front of people. Do you know um, how many your team have done? Oh, I have no idea. A lot. Hundreds? Hundreds. That, yeah. Probably almost. Close to a thousand. Probably close to a thousand between yeah. everybody. So. And what version of those are you, are you doing in-depth market reports or something a little shut? Like, is everyone doing the same thing? How are you going about it? Yeah, so we do almost the same. We have the same templated format. Um, and so we get a lot of our data from RPR, but we have a... <clears throat> I would say a more sexy, attractive looking yeah. piece that we mail out to people. Um, it's not super in depth. It's mostly like just range value. Here's kind of what's going on in the marketplace. Um, mm-hmm. They can take snippets of different data points and insert them into the CMAs if they want. So it's up to each agent on how in depth they get. But Are you encouraging phone call follow-ups on those or how are you guys thinking about that? So if it's, yeah, if it's database people, or people that we know, then yes, uh, we also are sending them to our farms. 
Um, so we, I farm an area, Got so it. I'm sending it there. And then we have some agents who are sending them just to their neighbors. So they don't necessarily have phone numbers for them. Um, but the, the goal is to send them to people that you might run into at some point within the next 12 months. So that way, if you see them, they're like, oh yeah, I got that market report. And then it's, mm-hmm. and then it can stir up a conversation then, or it's the start of a campaign of different material that ends up going to them. So I farmed an area for the last uh, three, almost four years um, in Huxley, about 500 homes. So we're doing ours to that um, area, and then we're actually branching out to others. Um, and then a lot of our team members are doing them just to different pockets, like in their neighborhoods where they live, um, or past clients and stuff, which a lot of them don't have a huge past client list yet. And so mm-hmm. that's, but we do ours to our past clients every year, and then... Um, to our farm. So how about you specifically le- leading by example? So you said you got a farm of, uh, inside the Huxley about Ballard market. Yep. What about your database? How many, how are you going about updating people on their property values inside your database? Yeah. So we do anniversary anniversary reports every year. So on the month that they're of their home anniversary, whether it's year one or d- year five or six in their home, Mm-hmm. Um, we're sending them a market report. Usually I do a handwritten note in there as well with that, send it to them. Um, I'm, I'm not great about the calls. So as far as calling them to let them know, it comes up and that's more about a tracking. Like I always forget who I sent them to. So then I don't know who to call. I don't, I don't remember who to call. So that's a, that's probably something that I need to work on. Don't you have people that help you with that? Oh, I do. I just need to ask them for a list and they'd be able to tell me in two seconds, but I forget. Um, Maybe you don't want the list because you don't want to have to be accountable to make the calls. That, that, would, that could be it, but now I'm challenged. So now hmm. I'm going to go do that. But so we do it to our database. Um, and I think it's really important with the market reports right now is because I think there's a lot of negative or there's a lot more. I think people think their values of their homes are not worth very much right now, but they actually are still. Um, So being able to get numbers in front of people and get them to realize, wow, this is, my home's actually still worth this, even though the, I watch CNN or Fox News and they told me that housing prices dropped by 25%. It's a confusing landscape right now. It is. So a lot of information floating around. And it's not just that there's misinformation. It's that nobody really knows and there's different markets and things are this is iowa so yeah that's very localized and i think we need to provide localized information so it's good Um, i'm glad you guys are focused on the you said get in the path and so um your thoughts on i mean every year we kind of do a sales contest january february our thinking has always been now's the time just to get as much face time as you possibly can with your database just uh it sounds like you agree I do. My follow-on question on that is like these tracking scorecards that we've got. You and I talked about maybe creating versions of that that agents can do throughout the whole year. You like the gamification of this or what are your thoughts on that? I do. I like, like literally I just keep mine on top of my laptop in my bag. So anytime I pull out my laptop, I pull out the sheet that's right on top of it. The contest one. The contest one. What about the rest of the year though? What do you do the rest? I mean, the question I'm asking is, is that sustainable throughout the year or is that a contest kind of thing? And then you just go to. I think it's all about the mindset that goes into it. I think it would be hard to maintain that throughout the year, but I think it'd be very beneficial if you mm-hmm. could maintain that throughout the whole year. So to be able to actually do it 
all year round seems daunting, but I yeah. I do feel like I'm a huge person of tracking. Like if you track your numbers, you're gonna know what's working, and it's gonna force you to hit your numbers more um, and to exceed those. So, and the gamification part of things. So everybody loves gamification and being able to track those numbers um, and know, hey, here's what my points were for yeah. this week versus last week, and so on. So you guys just recently started, and, and we're pushing this throughout the walls. We're trying to get everyone to start using that forecasting tool, and well, not everyone, but as many as possible. possible. Yeah. Uh, be, not just it's not really about gamification; it's about <laughs> having your business in front of you and having an accountability structure to be able to see what you're doing and not doing. You guys have recently implemented that. Uh, you're doing weekly meetings with your team, is that right? Weekly, on, weekly meetings right now um, on those things. How's so. that going? <clears throat> Um, it's going good. Obviously it's one of those things that you get out of it, what you put into it. Um, but we've noticed within our team and even myself, you start to look at your people that are down lower on the funnel or well, higher on the funnel, however you want to look at it. Um, like leads top of and the prospects. Funnel. Yes. Okay. Um, so you're the leads and you realize one, I have people here that I can actually work. I'm not just yep. waking up every day to not know who my people are. And two, Going back to the gamification, it's a, okay, how can I work these people up? How can I provide enough value to them and get them in a spot that they feel yeah. comfortable with making, possibly making a move or getting referrals from those people? Are you uh, seeing that have an impact? I am, yeah. In, I think it's... And they're thinking or they're... Yeah, I think more mindset, more their thinking. And like when agents come to me and they're like, well, I'm slow. Well, we can pull, pull that up and be like, well, it doesn't look like you're like you have... Have you touched base with all these people? We can see when the last time they were um, contacted people. And so it's, it's, I think it's helped in a positive way of yeah. knowing like, oh yeah, I actually do have people in my funnel. And that's the whole game. It's like accountability in my mind. I, it's, that's a four letter word for me because I've always been trained to think of that as somebody behind you with a whip. Yep. Uh, but as we think about it more of just creating a context to look in the mirror and acknowledge for yourself self self-realize what you are or aren't doing yeah um, that's a whole different version of accountability and that's what that i think does so I'm, I'm interested to watch that and see how that works for you guys in time um but i yeah i'm obviously a big advocate of it and you guys have got a good context to create a, a good accountability structure as you guys meet every week so yeah yeah i'm glad so you're doing it yeah we're excited to keep pushing forward with it and see um how things go. And then on the other side, I said it's a good thing mentally, um, but it can also be a punch in the face when you pull that up and you realize you don't have. Yeah, but you're going to get punched now or you're going to get punched later, yeah. right? I mean, no, and I, th I say that in a good way. Like, yeah. oh, like I feel like I'm busy, but when I look at this, I realize I have five people yeah. on my sheet and so none of them are going to close in the next six months. What else are you guys <laughs> focusing on right now? What's, uh, what's the Huckle team working on? What's your. Kind of where are you guys spending time and attention? What are you thinking about? So ours, really it comes down to, for us in this marketplace, it's sales and marketing. I mean, those are really the two things that we can focus on. We can, um, we can, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, control. Control, fact, thank you, yeah. yes. Um, that we can have a control on. We can control on getting in the path of business, having conversations, coffees, lunches, getting face-to-face -face with people, and then we can control what marketing and what marketing message we're putting out there and who we're getting in front of. 
And so that's what we're big on. So we have we have a daily tr- conversation tracking goal that every single day at the end of each day, our team is sending in our group text message thread. Here's how many conversations I had. And then we're tracking those. Daily. Daily. Everyone's reporting back in every day. Yep. Wow. And so, <clears throat> and for that reason, once again, goes back to tracking. You don't know what you're doing unless you track it. And so... We, we have a number of conversations that we want to hit each and every week. And so then we can, so we take their numbers, we put them in a spreadsheet and then we can help correlate. The goal is to help our agents realize that like, it really can be a numbers game. Like, okay, you have to have, you have three deals pending, but here's how many conversations you had over the last X amount of time. You go back three months and you see all the conversations and now you see the sales and yeah. Yeah. And then you can look at maybe agents who aren't doing the conversations yeah. and where they're at. And then it, it, it creates a correlation and then yep. agents feel like when they're doing, then that helps them get to a point where they're doing this on a daily basis. They don't feel like it's just a waste of time because they see the numbers. So how closely are you guys following sort of fairies five, five, four, what is it? Five, five, four, two. Yeah, that's pretty much what we follow. So Good. five, five, four. Is so describe it again. Five, five people, you know, five people you don't know. And then four lead follow-ups. What's the two? Two marketing Two touches? marketing. Well, we do two. You can do two CMA. His is two CMAs. Okay. Um, we don't, the two is, I don't do as good of a job on that. That would be 10 market reports a week, basically. Yes, is the goal. which if, yeah. So we do, I do push our agents to do that, especially with the sales contest right now. But um, yeah, so 10 market reports a week. Or some people do two videos, which would be, um, that's a lot of videos, 10 videos. And you? Are are you five five four twoing? I are you on the accountability <laughs> list? Do you, yeah. do you turn your numbers in? I do not turn my numbers in. My numbers, I think, look different. I mean, my conversations are still there. Uh, my goal every day, and I don't hit it every day. I mean, my goal every day is to hit twenty conversations or at least twenty hmm. touch points. Um, whether that's an email to a past lead. Um, a, I'm not doing as many of the don't know people just because my database is majority of my business. It's pretty um, mature at this point. It's mature, mature, and I have enough past clients that I can lean on that. I do probably need to do better of reaching out to people I don't know, but I can usually fill my conversation bucket um, daily with people that I know or lead follow-ups from people that I need to touch base But you with. have a weekly goal, and what did you say it was, 20? <clears throat> 20 a day, so yeah, 100 <laughs> 80 to 100 conversations a week. So how do you have 20 conversations in a day? That's a, that's a real question. So when I talk about conversations, I don't talk about necessarily phone conversations. So a lot of them are DMs, text, I mean, people my age, text messages. Um, I still, yeah, have phone conversations. But I've found ever since the beginning, like phone calls have just never, I don't know, have never been like, to me it's, I wouldn't say a waste of time, but you can accomplish a lot in uh, okay. a, a lot in a direct message that then you can respond to throughout the day. And it's not like a, you can almost fill gaps with those more so like in between appointments or um, early in the morning, or if you're waiting for somebody like I can shoot people a DM, I can't necessarily pick up the phone call somebody and then be stuck on the phone with them for 20 minutes. So I, don't get me wrong. I still do calls. I think calls are probably still the most important. Um, but I don't necessarily make 20 phone call. I don't have 20 phone conversations each and every day. Well, it's a, it's a hierarchy. I mean, 
I think we would both assume that a one-on-one get-together over lunch or coffee is the most intimate yes. time, but it's also the least time efficient, right? Correct. And so there's just a, a, a correlation and inversely proportionate between how much you can do versus how much value there is in it. So yep. you're saying, when you say 20, and that makes sense, DMs, texts, some calls, emails, whatever, your 20 touches are not just lead generation or, or uh, database touches. These are also client touches actively in your funnel? Yes. I don't count pending, like people that are under contract, I don't count those. Okay. But I count, but anybody else, any past clients, any people in my database, any community type things. What about a lead? Um, There's a lead that a you're lead, working. Yes. Okay. So yep. uh, top half of the funnel and then up to your five spokes is those are your 20. Does that make sense? Yes. For the most part. And, um, and do, you, do you get your 20 most days? Uh, I'd say three out of five days a week. I hit that. That's good. And the rest is anywhere <coughs> probably closer to 14, 15. So what's the secret? Because I think a lot of people listening would, if I just walked into Connect or whatever and said to a bunch of new agents, hey, you got to make 20 touches a day, they'd probably look at me like I was crazy and think it was not possible. So how do you guide someone to understand that 20 is possible? What's the secret? What's the strategy? What's the game plan? It's all about um, preparation. Um, so I started a thing where I get, and I have a great back-end support who helped me with this, but every day I have a list of people that are my, uh, that are contacts. Every week I get, on Mondays I get, we do an A to Z type lead sheet is what it's called. So I get all my past clients from a certain letter. Um, and it's, it's all about knowing they're teeing these up for you. Yeah. Not all of them. Um, but some of them, and then the forecasting sheet helps too. Cause then I can open that up and I can see, Oh, I haven't talked to this person in X amount of time. And I then reach out to them. And I just, I love networking. I love connecting with people. I love building relationships as it is. And so it's fairly easy for me to reach out and I don't really have like people like, well, what if someone doesn't want to have coffee with me? Who cares? Ask them anyway. And <coughs> that's never been a concern for you. I mean, I wouldn't say it hasn't been a concern, but like when I first started in real estate, I was reaching out to people I hadn't talked to in five, seven, however many years, um, until I moved back and people that you don't even know that well, still asking, like people still care and want to be People want to build relationships as well. And so if they if you're genuine about it and you're mm. not going in as a slimy salesperson, which I don't, it's all about building relationships and how can I provide value to you and your family or you and the people you know. When you look at it from that standpoint, it's very easy to, I wouldn't say very easy, it's easier to get people to like want to <coughs> meet with you. I mean, so there is a fear there of, well, yeah, they're probably not going to, want to get coffee with me and worst case scenario, they don't answer it or don't return the message you send them to ask them for coffee or lunch. And mm. like you just move on. You forget about them in five days. Anyway, I, I, I hear two secrets so far. I mean, one is it sounds like you're talking about mindset, like how you approach reaching out to people, yep. how you view reaching out changes your, your both your willingness, but also maybe how they receive it. Like it's not a sales call. I'm just, uh, I'm just not afraid to people want to, people want to build relationships just like you do is what you said. Correct, yeah. The second is, it sounds like it's about efficiencies. So if you think you're going to do 20 lunches in a day, you're probably, well, you're going to 
gain a lot of weight. <laughs> yeah, gain a lot of weight and spend a lot of money. It's not going to work. So somehow you have to figure out how to scale that in order to touch a whole bunch of people on a daily basis. Yep. Yeah, I would say those are the two things. And it's, it's about getting over, honestly, almost getting over yourself. Yeah. Um, I still, I go back to whether it's a video, whether it's reaching out to people, we don't provide the value we that the consumers out there, our database, our family, our friends deserve for selfish reasons. Do you remember when Jason Pantana has said that when he was here at the round table? He said, it was about video. He said, most, most of the time we don't do video for selfish reasons because we don't like the way we look. We don't like how we sound. Wow. We don't like, but we're not. But therefore, you're not putting out the content, and so it's all selfish reasons. Your insecurities are in the way are of in the providing way. value for clients that they, that they actually want and need. Yep, and it's I think it's the same way when wanting to reach out to your database because there's they're going to get information from somewhere. So why not? And it's real estate. Everybody likes cares about real estate. They're going to find or they're going to hear things that why not make sure it's going to be the proper, the right. Yeah pieces of information they have. So when their coworkers are like, oh, the real estate market's falling apart, they can be like, oh, actually, I just met with my friend Kelsey, and she told me that yeah. um, X, Y, Z about the local market. And, and it's like, oh, and that can help with a paradigm shift type of thinking. Yeah, that's good. Um, so so let's jump to this, this marketing conversation. You said sales and marketing. I feel like what we're talking about now is getting in front of people, number of touches a day, Five five four two twenty, but that that feels like not sales, but it's that's communication. It's getting in front yeah. of people, getting in the path. the The marketing thing is the same thing, but a different thing, right? It's just top of mind awareness. Whenever I think of you guys and what you're doing, because what I'm seeing a lot of with you right now, you specifically, I'm seeing a lot of. Uh, I call it lead with insight. You're just providing a you you're positioning yourself as the thought leader in the market. So every time I jump on whatever it is, TikTok reels, I'm seeing Ethan messaging to me about the market or about how to think about buying or selling um, or even some messaging on like getting real estate and sales. And when I see your team, <clears throat> I'm seeing them do a lot of uh, neighborhood type stuff. They're, they're talking about uh, local businesses that are community worth feature. Community, stuff, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Both of those though, on a daily basis, position you guys as, okay, you are the experts in the local market. You're the thought leaders. And when I think of real estate, I think of you. So I guess that's my vantage point. Talk me through your guys' game plan, your strategy, how you guys are thinking about video. Um, so from the get-go of real estate, branding has always been like, I believe branding is a huge thing. And so if you want to grow a sustainable, long-lasting business and whatever it is, you have to create some brand. Um, <clears throat> because over time, if you don't, you, no matter what, how good you are at your job, if you're not getting in front of people and it goes back to the efficiency part of things too, like you need, you need things to be working for you when you're not working. Mm -hmm. And that's what marketing and brand really is. It's when people think of real estate, they think of you, not because you necessarily called them or had lunch yeah. with them, but because you popped up on their Instagram feed five times that week. And so I try to teach our agents and kind of my approach is the calls, the notes, the text messages, the DMs, the coffees, lunches, those are most important, but you can't do those all day long. And you're not going to, you're not going to be necessarily get in the right place at the right time that way. 
um, like you can with marketing when you can have that working 24 seven for you. And so brand does that video does that people obviously consume more short, um, short form video now more than ever before. That's kind of the hot thing. So everything we do honestly is vertical short form stuff. Um, we'll do some stuff on YouTube, but even YouTube now is, uh, YouTube shorts that now is all vertical, um, short form video. So we do almost everything we do. All of our listing videos are that way. All of our informative videos, community videos, everything we do is, um, vertical short form. And because of people's attention spans, people don't sit around and <laughs> watch 10 minute videos anymore. And it's getting worse and worse. <laughs> so we, so going back to the video stuff, I just, there's no reason why you shouldn't do video. Um, get over yourself. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Get over yourself, do the videos. People are like, even I tell our team something as basic and simple as what is an abstract or what is an appraisal or what, like something that we think is basic stuff. There's new people entering the market every single day that have no idea what any of those terms mean. And so right now we're literally breaking down our buyer guide. We just, Jamie created a new buyer guide. That's fantastic. And we're like, we go through that within the first five pages of that. I had like 15 to 20 different videos that our team could shoot just in the first five videos, just based off of different terms. Like, Really what we're doing is we're taking our buyer consult or our listing presentation and what we would cover with people there, and we're chopping that up and making different videos out of it. Putting it out into the universe. Yeah, and that creates, and then obviously market or hyper-locals type stuff too, talking about the market locally um, because we do want to be the thought leader in the marketplace. A, a couple things. Are you... Are you <laughs> efficiently how, how are you filming all this are you are you batching this are you picking yeah, we days batch them. okay so, actually today at 10 o'clock i was supposed to have one of those but my video guy's sick so we moved it to next week but once so, a month so we you're batch. outsourcing the, the the filming yeah we outsource so i have a videographer that um comes in once a month and we shoot anywhere from 10 to 15 videos i found out 12 is about the max i can do otherwise i just like <laughs> i turn into a zombie so uh 10 to 12 videos is usually where we end up um, on a daily basis or on a monthly basis. So shoot those. And then that gives us about three to four video, three videos a week that we can post that we have from a batch. Yeah. And then we try to f- obviously we have filler type stuff too. I, mean, I just love the idea of just taking the buyer process, the seller process. This is information that people are going to need to understand one way or the other. Yeah. And just, so just, batching that, putting it out consistently, that is, whether somebody buys a house with you guys or not, that is of value to home buyers and sellers. Correct, yeah. And we believe that, kind of going back to the whole where Gary Vee started all this, like if you provide enough value to people, it doesn't need to be paid for free to people. People will come to you because they'll see you yeah. as a thought leader. They'll see you as the one who's knowledgeable and the one that was willing to, give out all this information um, and not be. You remember the 5149 thing that he used to talk about? I do not. 5149, uh, in every relationship, in every endeavor, in every uh, conversation, in every context, endeavor to provide at least 51% of the value to the relationship. Yep. Uh, I just love that. Yeah. I mean, the guy is such a Yahoo, but so (laughs) much of what he says is just brilliant. It is brilliant. Yeah. Um, so what about results on this video? I mean, you guys, you've been doing this for a while. Your team's now 
really engaged in, in video. Again, I'm seeing you guys everywhere. Um, you're obviously focusing on activities and then you're putting this out. I don't know if there's a way to, I was going to ask about measurables in terms of results on the video, but what I'm thinking as I'm asking the question is the extent to which these things overlap, right? They do. It's really hard to like, I'll get that question. Well, how much of your business comes from video? It's, I, <laughs> I honestly have no idea. Yeah. It's a, it's an overlap. And like I tell our team, the reason why we want to do video and we want to market similar to like what I said earlier is it's an overlay to everything else we're doing. So for example, my farm, they're getting postcards from me every month there. We do community events that w they get invited to or different things there. And then they're going to see me on social media. Same thing with my database too. Um, mm. My database, my, the people at my sphere, all that kind of stuff, past clients, I want that to be an overlay to any other type of value I'm creating for them. Yeah. And it's a, so it's really hard to, like, I don't get people that are like, oh, I saw your video, so I want you to sell my house, per se. Yeah. It's more of a, yeah, an overlay. Well, most of your target audience isn't a bunch of strangers and you're trying to capture their email address. You're sending these videos out, presuming the people who already know, like, and trust you are seeing them and you're just recapturing a portion of their mind by providing more value. It's sure. like you said, when you send out the market report, um, you're doing that not for them to call you. You're doing that because when you bump into them at high V, there's a context for you to have a conversation. And so if I asked you how much business do you get from going to high V, It'd be a yeah. stupid question. Yeah. The point is it's stacked, right? And and you're just constantly in front of the people yep. that you want to serve in the future. It's all about getting the, we go back to getting the path of business, but yep. getting the path of business at the right time, um, which you can't always time that with a call or a, like I could meet with someone for lunch today. And then even if I touch base with them every month, three weeks from now, they could decide they let's, want to do something. They let's go to an open house. Yeah, they go to an open house or they go to Fairway and they run into someone else. They know yeah. there that's a real estate agent and they're, and then they, so like, I want to be that person that they keep running into, I guess. And every time it's value-based, you're not reaching out and solicitating. You're reaching yeah. out and providing insight. You're leading with insight always. Yeah, leading with insight, providing value, things that truly, I believe they need or should know as yeah. a current homeowner or, or as someone who's looking to buy or sell. Or if you're not someone just to give you the right knowledge. So when your coworker says something, you have knowledge to be able to explain something to them. Um, man, time flies. Uh, I feel like there's so much more to talk about. Uh, we've only got a few more minutes, but yeah. uh, w what else do you think you guys or you specifically maybe are doing well right now that other people can learn from? Um, I'd say routine, um, just routine, having a set routine, having a set schedule, uh, time block, like knowing and having your things that you have to do every single day. Um, ideally at the same time, every single day, I just think routine and structure is a big, it's a big thing in real estate because there is no one telling you, yeah, be here at this time. Here's what you got to do here's a project to work on and leave when the project's done. It's a day after day grind, to be honest. That is a, if you don't know what you're doing each every day, you'll go a week, two weeks, a month with, and realize you didn't accomplish anything. So <clears throat> routine structure, that's why you see me in the office every single day, even though a lot of agents don't do that, which is fine. But part of my routine is 
come to the office. Like that starts my day most of the time. I'll go to the gym sometimes before, but there'll be times I'll even come to the office, do 30 minutes of an hour worth of work, and then go to the gym after that because it's like I feel like my day starts when I get here. Was this a decision that you had to make? Was this intuitive? Like, uh, have you had to hold yourself accountable to that? I guess I'm just curious, where did that come from? How did you realize that? I I just realized when I'm at home or I'm not working from here. Another place I work well is coffee shops. Um, but when I'm at home, I'm just distracted by everything. And everything is at my arm's length that if I want to decide I want to go to the grocery store or if I want to go... Yeah. I don't know, take the dog on a walk or go do X, Y, Z. Like I can get there quick. If I come here, then I'm, it's more of a, just I'm in work mode type of thing. Um, and I'm a big person about spaces. So like, I, I don't know, which is coffee shops is another reason why, like when I'm in a coffee shop, I put my headphones in and I can, yeah. I can dominate. And I know you're kind of the same way. Like environment can, matters. Environment does matter. And I'm at home. My dog wants me to play fetch with him or her 90% of the time keeps bringing me your toy. I can't focus. And, um, so, and then on top of that, it's okay. Knowing when we're going to lead gen, um, okay. We're going to lead gen here and here and here. Um, we're going to do whether it's marketing stuff. I know when my lunch appointments are, I know what my afternoons. So trying to, trying to knock everything out between seven thirty, eight in the morning and before lunch, like that's where the most effective time of the day is for me anyway. And then I try to do a lunch appointment, try to meet with someone, friend, buddy, whatever it is. Um, and then either then showings or appointments in the afternoon um, or more lead gen than if I don't have appointments. Yeah. So, so I think routine and structure, and I try to push that on our team. Our team's doing a better job of getting to the office at a good time um, and really buckling down and doing the activities they need to do throughout the day and kind of structuring that out. I love that answer. What I've found is people te tend to be afraid of routine or structure because they feel like it's, uh, it's impinging on their freedom. And what I've seen and found is that creating structure and routine actually creates it's freedom free. because you yep. force yourself to get the things done that you need to get done so that if anything else shows up or you want to go play with your dog or whatever it is, you have the freedom to do that because yep. you did the things that needed to get done in the morning. Yeah. And that's how like, during the summer, if it's, if I knock everything out by 12 o'clock and I have a lunch appointment and then I don't have anything after that, I can, I go play nine holes of golf or with a, something. with a free mind with, yeah. with, well, uh, I don't know. I never, no. have free, <laughs> never uh, usually it's my phone in my hand, which my buddies don't like when we play golf, but, uh, it's still better off that. But like you said, routine does create freedom. It does not restrict freedom. Yeah. Um, that's really good. Uh, so I, I don't know if hopefully there's something in there for somebody. Oh, listening. oh, I think there's a ton in there and I, I wish more people could understand that. I, I you know, rugged individuals get into this business. Yep. And so we've already got this sort of like freedom desire. <clears throat> and, uh, but I, I think the myth that creating routine is somehow robbing you of freedom is something more people need to understand. Yeah. And I, <clears throat> to be honest, like, kind of selfishly, well, not selfishly, but I had to create a routine because of my coaching, because after like during the fall, three o'clock hits, uh, and coaching, I'm, coaching kids, coaching, yeah, so yeah. coaching high school football or coach high school track. So three o'clock for six months out of the year, seven months out of the year, like I have to be done by three. So if I, I have to get everything else done yeah. in that time period, 
And then, then I also coach sports at night as well for my kids and different things like that. But that's what I enjoy to do. And so, yeah, creating the routine here allows me to have the freedom to do this other stuff that I want to do out here. You heard the phrase work, work fills the time allotted. Work fills the time allotted. It's funny how you can, uh, you can get, you can get 10 hours worth of work done in two hours when you absolutely need to. Yeah. And if you give someone 10 hours to do, they'll take, that's how long it'll take. Yeah. Yeah. That's why some agents are not to bash on other agents or just people in general. I feel like there's this thing out there where it's like, oh, I worked 80 hours this week. And like people, like it's like a bragging type thing. I'm like, did you actually work 80 hours or did you not work efficiently so you ended up working 80 hours or did you just sit in the office and waste 40 hours? So like I'm all about efficiency, getting stuff done on time. Because you've got other things you want to do. Yeah. And real estate is a, I mean, you love this business. You're obviously wound to always be going. Yep. But uh, it's a means to an end, right? Yeah, it's a driver to the to wheels to where I want to be long term and it allows me to do the things I want to do outside of real estate. Yeah. So I love it. No, I think that's a ton of really, really good, uh, good stuff. Uh, any big challenges real quick as we wrap up, any big challenges you guys are dealing with right now? Or what are you, what are you looking at that's coming down the pike that uh, you're keeping an eye on? The weather. <laughs> you mean I'm just for like, your head or what? Just for my head. Um, no, for real though. Like end of February, February is always like a time yeah. where my just, it's like the seasonal depression really kicks in and 100%. I love sun. I love, love warm weather. And so honestly for me, that's my, and that's not even a joke really. Like that's my biggest, that's my biggest struggle. And my biggest thing right now is getting through the last parts of winter to get there. And, but outside of that, I would say, yeah, just continuing to get in, get in the path of business. And it's, it is a struggle. It's a struggle to get, to make sure we're doing it consistently day in, day out. Um, well, it looks like you're doing it to me though. <clears throat> I mean, know, there's only trying. so much you can control, but it looks like the things you can, you guys are focused on. And so I'm excited where your year goes. Um, final question for you is uh, what's winning look like this year for you? If, uh, if, we, if we're here again in December, uh, what is, what does a win look like for the year? So I'm publicly uh, proclaiming this now, since you asked me that um, I, I took a goal this year to take 150 listings um, wow. in, which is not, which is not a small number at all. Um, and so if I can hit that or if I can be there in uh, December, then that will be what winning looks like to me. But well, you, I saw, I think you've got 80 on the books right now. Is that, is that a bunch of lots or 80 listings? I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe I saw the wrong you data. might have, but that's probably lots. Um, but new listings. Uh, that was last year taken. There was 76 last year that you took. Is that right? Yeah, there was probably some more. I think that's because some are split. I don't know how that so works. I think I was about listings. a hundred. I was about a, I think, I, yeah, maybe 80 to 100 last oh. year. So 150 listings this year. Wow. Taken. So, which in order to get there, I realized I got to go on 200 listing appointments. At, at least. you. Oh, yeah. So that's. That's assuming I... You think 200 will get you to 150? I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> so that's, I love it. that's where, that's my goal for the year, and that's what I'm focused okay, on. Okay, well, now everybody knows. So. And now every, everybody knows. So if you see me in the hall, and we have a tracking system up in our office with all the houses on there, and I have an appointment tracker and all that kind of stuff there too, so... Um, well, perfect. Uh, again, tons of really good nuggets there for everyone. Appreciate your time, and... Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, have a good day. Thank you for joining us today. 
For more episodes, resources, and show notes, head to morethanmorepodcast.com.